Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel along with Mike Kepler, and uh, we're set to just bring you the most awesome good news in the whole wide world. <laughs> Why would you even be doing anything else at this time? Stop what you're doing. Stop it. And just pull over to the side of the road. I don't know if you're watching TV in the background. If, if you're at supper, leave your family. This is <laughs> this is our time. I'm just kidding, of course. Just being silly. Because uh, we wouldn't want anything to get in the way of your family. And uh, your driving and all that good stuff. But, you know, we got some good news to share. We Hopefully this will <laughs> be something that you'll glean something good out of. Right, Cap? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, listening to this in your car would be better than talking on the cell phone or texting or something like that. So Definitely. put the phone away and just turn up, turn us up. Um, of course, you're going to text your friends to listen, but wait until you're done driving in order to yes, do that. Find an exit. That's right. Um, Joel, a subject we, I don't think we've talked about much lately. Been a while. We always have people asking about at some point in time, and that's the subject of tithing. The tithe is something that people can be very passionate about. There's also a lot of confusion about it. And usually where there's confusion, we have a mixture of the covenants. Uh, covenant confusion happens when we mix the old with the new. God's not the author of confusion, so we just need to be able to sort these things out in context. And let me just say right off the bat, because I'm going to turn this over to you here, we're not trying to discourage anybody. So don't don't read anything into this now. We're, we're, we're not trying to discourage anybody from giving generously. And we'll talk about giving under the New Covenant maybe a little bit toward the end of this. But we, we can go several programs on this, so stick with us. And I think it'll all come out okay in the end. But I just wanted to mention that, Joel, because we're going to cover some things here, and people are just going to say, oh, you're, you're just telling people they don't have to do anything and all this stuff. So <laughs> that isn't it at all, but we need to be able to understand that we've been delivered from, well, Israel was delivered from certain things, and we weren't necessarily brought into what they were delivered from. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So I, I turn the floor over to you. Right. Well, it's it's good that you said that, because... I've written blogs, I've recorded videos, and, and then you and me, like you say, we've gotten questions about this a lot over the years, and a lot of times people think, again, not hearing all that we say, they think that we're saying you don't need to give or you shouldn't give, and that's not what we're saying at all. Giving is good. Generosity is a good thing, but it's it's looking at it in, in, a, in the proper context of what the Bible actually says. That's what we're trying to do here. There's so many different places where I could start here, because obviously when tithing is talked about in the church, Malachi 3 is brought up. We'll get to that. I don't think we'll start exactly right there. Um, you know what? Let's let's start there. Let's start with Malachi, because what does Malachi say? Because that is the verse, mainly, that people use to talk about tithing in the church. So I'll just start right there. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And now try me, try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, of course, what's the 
normal way of interpreting that in the church today. Well, bring 10% of your income, that's the tithe, into the storehouse, into the church. So the old covenant storehouse has become the church in certain interpretations that there may be food in my house, basically, so that the uh, pastor can be paid and so that the uh, church and everything can be paid for. And again, we're not trying to say that a pastor shouldn't be provided for if a church decides to do that, but we're trying to look at this in the context and say that what the original tithe was had nothing to do with the church. It had nothing to do with paying bills in a church. It had nothing to do with pastors but it had to do with feeding Levites, the tribe known as the Levites. There were 12 Jewish tribes. One of the tribes was called the Levites. And to make a long story short, because there's so many scriptures I could get to into this, but in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, it talks about how God had had set aside these 12 tribes. He set aside this one tribe, the Levites, to perform certain duties for him. Now, what he did for the other tribes was he gave them land. He gave them animals. He gave them fields. He gave them what's called an inheritance. That was their inheritance. They were able to work the land. They were able to raise the animals. They were able to feed themselves and provide for themselves. But the Levites, he wanted them to focus on their priestly duties. And so he said to them... I'm not going to give them an inheritance. I am their inheritance, said the Lord. Now, so he told the other tribes, since these Levites don't have food for themselves, they don't have land, they don't have animals, they're not able to provide for themselves, I want you, you other tribes of Israel, to bring tithes of food to the storehouse, which was basically, today we might see a silo, uh, a place where food is stored. That's what a storehouse is. (laughs) And bring, bring your food there so that the Levites can eat. That's what the tithe was about. That's what Malachi was about. Malachi 3 was God rebuking Israel for having failed to bring their tithes to the storehouse, the food to the storehouse so that the Levites could eat. So I think, you know, I've said a lot there, but that's where we can get started with this, I think. Well, and I think it's important also to write. We'll come back to Malachi after we cover some of this again because it's going to make a lot more sense when you read it after hearing some of this stuff you're talking about. And a tithe simply means one-tenth. Okay, set aside one-tenth of something. It does not mean to give 10% of all your income or a tenth of every single thing that you have because tithes had virtually nothing to do with money. Certainly there was money in that economy, but that's really not what the tithe was, was focused on. As you said, Joel, it, it was food to feed the priestly tribe of the Levites who did not inherit uh, the lands and the animals and so forth. So I, I think the other thing that we should point out, though, about Malachi, the, the book of Malachi was, you can look at this in Matthew, Malachi 1 and 2. Uh, the book is only, what, three chapters? Is it three or four? I think it's three. Three, uh, I think, or four. <laughs> what do we know? There's four chapters. Okay, so you, you can read in chapters one and two, the, the book is addressing the priests. We won't go into great detail on that right now, but I also believe chapter three was addressing the priests. We'll mm-hmm. get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we got this general description of, of what's going on out there and how, how tithes worked. Because the thing about Malachi is it's right before the New Testament begins, shortly before the New Covenant would begin. And this Malachi 3 is, is not a teaching on how to tithe. I mean, it's the very end of the book. As you said, Joel, you can go back to uh, Amos, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers, and so on. And there's plenty of stuff in there teaching about tithing and, and how to do it and, and what to do it. But So they would share their tithe with the priest at a, at a place designated by God. Uh, if they were unable to carry their tithes or if the place to travel was too far away, they could exchange their tithe for money. Then they would take that money to the chosen place and spend it on, quote, whatever their hearts desired, unquote. And they would eat there before the Lord. They were allowed to share in their tithe, in other words, but they were reminded not to neglect the Levites who had no inheritance. Uh, not all the tithes were brought to the temple, but would be designated for certain Levitical cities. Uh, naturally, it would normally be taken to the places where the people lived. Uh, and there was also something at the end of every third year called the year of tithing. That's where the full tithe of all their produce, all their food, would be brought to be stored within the gates or dwelling places of the Levites, um, a tenth of that food. So, again, just trying to follow up with some of what you already laid a foundation on there, Joel. Yeah, because there's, I mean, there's too much that the Bible says about tithing to be covered in our little podcast series here, because there are many, many verses. In fact, I looked one time, well, several times I've done this, I've looked up every single instance of the word tithe or tithes or tenth in the Bible, and I wanted to, I wanted to be clear for myself the context of each tithe of the uh, of each time the word is mentioned and everything like that, and it always has to do with God commanding the Jewish people to tithe for the sake of the Levites. There's also another time when uh, the tithe was also extended to the widows, orphans, and strangers. You know, people who would just come and kind of wander into the land, and it was to help them so they wouldn't be hungry, so they could eat. But the tithing always had to do with eating. It didn't have to do with money. You see, like I think you alluded to it, there was money in the the Jewish economy. The Jewish people, just like us, they worked for money. They earned money. They exchanged money for goods. But God never told them to tithe of their money. In, in fact, like you, you were reading in that one passage, they could, if the place to tithe was too far for them, if the journey was too long, they could stop where they were, exchange their tithe, the food, exchange that for money, and then spend that money on whatever they wanted and, and enjoy uh, themselves. And so tithing was never about money. It was always about food. It was always about feeding people. And so God commanded that so that people would not be hungry. You can find uh, all these references in Deuteronomy and in Leviticus. Second Chronicles lists, uh, Second Chronicles 31 lists out some of these things. Malachi, he was sent by God to rebuke a certain group of people from Israel for not, you know, for forsaking their tithing. At the same time, around the same time, a lot of people don't realize this, but Nehemiah, who was another prophet, was also sent to a different part of Israel, and he was sent to rebuke them. Nehemiah 13 uh, says, I also realized that portions for the Levites had not been given them, for the Levites and the singers who did the work had gone back to his field. They weren't supposed to be working their fields. The Jews, the other, their other tribes were supposed to be doing this for them. 
And so Nehemiah was sent to rebuke the people, just like Malachi was. And we've got just about a minute left for this one, so I'm not sure how far we'll uh, really get. We'll obviously have to carry this in the next week. Well, I, and to, what, I'll just try to finish up with what you were just talking about. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Joel, but there was a specific priest by the name of Eliashib. Uh, in the charge, he was in charge of the rooms of the storehouse, and he was sneaking some of the tithes that belonged to the Levites to someone else, and it forced the tribe to go out into the fields, mm -hmm. uh, at least some of them. Uh, and so he robbed God and the nation. So, you know, when God said, this is a New King James Version here, when he said in Malachi 3, you have robbed me, even this whole nation. I think if God was addressing the priests in Malachi, as he was in chapters 1 and 2, the whole nation didn't rob God, but the ones who did rob God, some of the priests, also robbed the nation of food that was supposed to go to that Levitical tribe. Yeah, um, there's so much to be said about all that, but again, we'll definitely be picking up on this next week. We've got you know, Malachi to talk about. We've got um, Abraham's tithe which is mentioned in Hebrews. We'll be bringing that up. Also, uh, Jacob's voluntary tithe. A lot of people say that because Jacob did that voluntarily, then we should too. Jesus mentioned the tithe. Uh, we'll be talking about that. So stay tuned. Next week, right here on Growing in Grace, we'll talk more about this and hopefully free you up. As my uh, blog series was titled, we'll help you to be freed from tithing and free to give. So all that coming up next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.